If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. Our airport in Sonoma County is continuing to grow. The Charles M. Schultz Sonoma County Airport is coming off of the busiest year in its history. More than 600,000 people flew in and out of the Sonoma County Airport in 2022. And it's the first time ever it has eclipsed the 600,000 passenger mark. The final tally was 614,481 passengers. That crutches the previous record of 488,179 passengers set back in 2019. The new record is 25% higher than the previous record number of passengers. And I love the Sonoma County Airport. I would much prefer to fly out of there than I would SFO or Oakland. I love that. You might want to change your Netflix password. Netflix confirmed late last week that its move to no longer allow users to share passwords for free could begin by the end of March. In October 2022, Netflix announced its plans to change its password sharing policy, saying it would start charging people to share accounts. In the letter, it detailed that account sharing, which it said is done in more than 100 million households, undermines its ability to invest and improve. Netflix hasn't specified prices for these new charges quite yet, but the fee system is already being uh, used in other countries and they're charging around three to four bucks for each extra member. Well, Willie Nelson on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. We'll celebrate his 90th birthday with the star-studded event at the Hollywood Bowl in LA. The two-day event is going down Saturday, April 29th and Sunday, April 30th. And all the big hitters are coming to celebrate Willie Nelson, including his pal Snoop Dogg. The legendary rocker Neil Young is going to be there. He hasn't performed in three years, but he's coming out to celebrate Willie's 90th birthday. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, but the lineup is huge. And just to name a few, uh, and including Willie himself, will be performing with Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, Casey Musgraves. I saw Beck is on the list. I mean, so many more. More like people than I even realized <laughs> that were huge fans of Willie. And the, the list is huge. It goes on. But the two-day packages for general public uh, do go on sale Sunday at 10 a.m. And you can get those at Ticketmaster.com. Amber and Tanner. Amber and Tanner. In between sips of coffee. Good morning. Good morning. I just love the show. Froggy 92.9. Experts say it's time to start and stop using these words when apologizing. I owe you an apology. I'd like to apologize. I'm sorry. Well, that's an apology. I'm sorry. I must apologize. I'm sorry. See anyone else in here with a plate of I'm sorry cookies? Co-authors Marjorie Ingle and Susan McCarthy wrote this book called Sorry, 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 The Case for Good Apologies, which is a great title, by the way. Um, and they drew from a range of research to find out what makes a good apology. And there are sti- there are six steps to a great apology. We wanted to share those with you. Tanner, do you want to get us started off with the first three in this step list? Absolutely. And number one, say you're sorry, not that you regret, not that you are devastated, devastated, Say you're sorry. And number two, say what it is that you're apologizing for. Be specific. And the third step to a great apology is show you understand why it was bad. Take ownership and show that you understand why you caused hurt. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me when Cole gets into a fight uh, with when Cole and I get into a disagreement. Yeah. I'm like, do you even know what you're apologizing for? <laughs> yeah, that's, Or are you just trying to cop out? It's incredibly important <laughs> to have that communication. Uh, also on the list of... Uh, 
the fourth step to making a great apology is don't make excuses. Uh, number five is say why it won't happen again. What are the steps you're taking to make sure it doesn't happen again? And then number six, finally on the list to making a great apology, if it's revel- if it's relevant, try to make reparations. So you say something like, I'm going to pay for the dry cleaning. Just send the bill to me and I'm going to do my best to fix what I did. You know, that's, an, that's a bad example because... That's kind of like, you know, maybe you spilled something on a friend. It was an accident. Right. Uh, But, you know, instead of just laughing it off, people want you to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened. I really like number five. Say why it won't happen again and what steps you are taking. I'm going to take that step and start using it in my relationship because I'll apologize, explain what I'm apologizing for. And I thought I was a pretty good uh, person at apologizing when it comes to my relationship. But the steps you're taking to repair that I think is incredibly important. I thought the first one was pretty interesting. Say sorry, not that you regret or that you're devastated. I I guess it's to kind of show that you're not putting too much emotion into the apology, Mm. like your own thoughts and feelings because someone else is hurt. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you're not trying to deflect by saying that like you're feeling bad about it. And I feel like listening to that step, that it kind of makes it about you. When you're apologizing, that you're devastated, you have regret, and you should be apologizing for the other person's benefit. Also, if you're trying to give a sincere apology, they say avoid using these words. The first word is obviously. If it was obvious, you wouldn't have to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, obviously, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Uh, Next on the list is already. I've already apologized. And, you know, I think that's a thing that we hear a lot. Mm-hmm. And last on the list is qualifiers like sorry if and sorry but and I didn't mean to. Yeah, I say that a lot. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I did not mean to do that. Yeah. So I'm going to really have to think about that one. I mean, are you, are you guilty of any of these qualifier words? Yeah, the same one as you. Is, I didn't mean to come across that way because it's genuine. It's genuinely, I didn't mean to do that. But it doesn't necessarily, according to this, help you out too much. Like a cup of coffee and a sunrise. The crew is up. And the coffee is ready. Hey, good morning. Amber and Tanner, mornings. Froggy 92.9. What is your favorite football movie? The 49ers are taking on the Eagles in the NFC Championship game this Sunday. And the game, by the way, is at noon on Fox. I'm saying that the 49ers are going to win by three. Amber, do you think the 49ers are going to win this weekend? Yes. I love it. I, I have no way to back that. I have no explanation as to why I think the 49ers are going to win. I just think <laughs> that they are. I think this week is Brock Purdy week in Sonoma County. Uh, truly an inspiring story. He was the last pick in the draft, third string quarterback, heading to the NFC Championship game. I think that could be a movie in like 15 years. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. You can make a movie about anything these days. <laughs> you can make a movie about a cocaine bear, apparently. What? Yeah, they're making a movie about that bear that got into the drugs and went crazy. That is wild. Do you remember that news story from last year? I think I do, yeah. They've made it into a movie. I mean, if they're making a movie about a cocaine bear, they better make a movie about Brock Purdy. That's all I'm going to say. I don't see why not. Amber, do you have a favorite football movie? I do. Uh, It's The Little Giants. It came out in like 1994, and it's about this little underdog football team. It's cute. I love. Have you you seen it? I've never seen it. 
shockingly. And I've seen almost every football movie that there is because I'm such a big football fan. Yeah, it's less about football and, you know, more about an underdog story. But I think you should watch it. I think you'd like it. I'm going to watch that tonight. I'm excited. We want to hear from you. What is your favorite football movie, Sonoma County? Joining the show right now is Donnie from Roner Park. Donnie, what's your favorite football movie? We are Marshall, actually. Yes. Um, I think that's the most important football movie out there. It symbolizes heart-filled moments. Even if something traumatic happens, it shows that you, no matter what, you never back down and you always can stand back up and prove a point to anyone. It's Pete from uh, Petaluma. My favorite football movie is The Blind Side. Yeah. You know, I never watched it because I don't want my picture a year or whatnot, but it's actually a very interesting movie and, and, and the book was good too. Amber and Tanner. Every morning. Mornings. Really good. They're so funny. Froggy 92.9. Today is Clashing Clothes Day, so I figured in honor we'd play a little game called Real Fashion Rule or Not. I'm going to give Tanner a fashion rule, and he has to guess whether it's real or fake. Ooh, I'm bad when it comes to fashion, so I'm pretty nervous about this game. Really? Yeah. I kind of just wore jeans and a t-shirt every day, so <laughs> not exactly a fashionista over here. All right. Well, here is the first fashion rule. Jeans don't need to be washed. Is it real or fake? Real. It's a fake rule. Well, that's news to my jeans. They, they need to be washed. <laughs> <laughs> don't wear white shoes after a Labor Day. Is it real or fake? Real. Whew, got that one right. By the way, you don't have to follow these rules. Yeah. I think they're all fake. I have a pair of Adidas <laughs> that are white that I wear often. I wear and white I don't, shoes all the time. <laughs> I don't care what people say. <laughs> uh, here's the next fashion rule. Real or fake, never wear silver and gold jewelry together. Mm. My girlfriend never wears silver and gold together, so I'm going to go with real. Woo! Phew. I mean, you can if you want. I've never done it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is this real or fake? Redhead should... Wear pink as much as possible. I'm going to go with fake. That is a fake rule. I dyed my hair reddish and I wear pink all the time. Uh, (laughs) But that doesn't mean that we have to. (laughs) Also, uh, next on the list, real or fake fashion rule. Should you always match your shoes, bag, and belt? I'm going to go with real. Yeah, my fiance Cole is so adamant about that. That's honestly my reference point for the belt and the shoes. Yeah. Was I know Cole because I wore a black belt and brown shoes one time. He goes, bud, what are you doing? He said that? <laughs> yeah, he did. Talk to him about that. Uh, no, no, he helped me out. I appreciate him. He'll, he'll go insane if he does that to himself. All right, last on the list. You ready? You've yeah. done good so far. You should wear long skirts if you are short. Is it real or fake? Mm, again, thinking about my partner. She doesn't have any short skirts, so I'm going to go with real. Oh, rats. It's a fake rule. (laughs) Good morning, guys. That memory foam bamboo sheet kind of feeling. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. Britney Spears was not happy with her fans over this one thing. The hashtag free Britney army is very strong. Her fans love her. I love her. And 
you know, her fans have been given plenty of reasons to be concerned about Britney's well-being over the years and especially now. So her fans called the police to check in on her. Britney Spears was not thrilled after having sheriff deputies in L.A. knocking at her door close to around midnight. Now, sources say that Britney was annoyed after this unexpected visit yesterday. And sources say she understands how deeply her fans care about her and her well-being. Uh, so she wasn't totally surprised that things escalated to law enforcement's involvement. Uh, but nonetheless, it was an inconvenience. So law enforcement sources say they received several calls from fans who became concerned for Britney's safety after she deleted her Instagram account. But the thing is, Britney Spears deletes her account very often. She's deleted her Instagram account around five times in the last five months. And she always says, you know, I'm taking a break from social media. I'm deleting my Instagram. And then more often than not, she comes back. And I think that while fans do have a right to be concerned about Britney and her well-being, that this is normal behavior for Britney right now. But I think she needs support from her friends and family right now, people she can trust, not random fans from the Internet. I think calling the cops just brings more chaos to her life that she doesn't need. Um, And she's got a support system right now that's hopefully doing her justice and taking care of her. Now, this incident comes just days after Britney announced that she was changing her name for Britney Spears to River Red on Instagram, but got a message from Sandra from Middletown. She said, I'm sure there's more to the story, but I feel sad for Brittany. She's just trying to live her best life. Donnie from Santa Rosa says all these quote unquote fans thinking they know what's best for people that they don't even know took five minutes and one Instagram post to understand why her family did what they did. Lori from Guerneville said, I think it's a good thing for her to get off Instagram. She also needs to get out of California into a remote town somewhere and live a peaceful life. She says, best wishes to Brit. Now, do you think fans did the right thing by being concerned about Britney and calling the police to check on her and her well-being? Or do you think that Britney's fans should just leave it all alone? Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. Crazy. What sound makes you cringe and possibly even makes you go crazy? So my mom is about to get a ton of dental work done. She's getting veneers and she has struggled with her teeth and they're actually impacting her health. And I'm really happy for her and proud of her for investing in her health. And so uh, she told me that she's really scared of the procedure. Not only is it extremely painful, but mostly because of this. She hates the sound of drills. And it's a big reason why she's avoided the dentist for so many years. And to her, that is the sound that makes her cringe. It's nails on a chalkboard for her. That's so weird. My mom also hates the dentist. They have to put her in a deep sleep to do any dental work. Really? She's Yeah, she said it scares her. I don't know if it's because of the sound or what. She's never fully admitted it. Yeah. How do you feel but- about drills and all that. Are you scared of the dentist? Not at all. I do need to go to the dentist, but I'm not scared of the drills or yeah. anything like that. No. Uh, Amber, what sound makes you cringe? Uh, I've really never admitted this before, but it's the sound of you talking. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I've actually, I've never told anyone this before because it doesn't completely enrage me, but I really hate chalk. Chalk? Like chalk on a chalkboard, chalk on a sidewalk. I hate the way it sounds. I hate the feeling of it. I hate all the dust it creates. Yeah. I hate touching it, but... I, I've just dealt with it over the years because when we were, when I was still a kid, chalk and chalkboards were still a thing. The whiteboards with the mm-hmm. markers haven't really, you know, made its way to schools just yet. Uh, so I had to deal with it. Would you I, just I wince it. in your seat? Be like, oh, please just write it faster and get this done with. Yeah, I kind of like uh, put my tongue over my teeth. Because it it would make my teeth feel weird. Uh, The sound that makes me cringe. Amber, you know this and you're very sensitive about this and I really appreciate it. It's this sound right here. I'm about to pass out in the studio just thinking about it. I hate, 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 hate hearing people eat. Coldest too. So I I have to eat very quietly all yeah. the time. And something I appreciate <laughs> about you and our friendship, Amber, is you always warn me ahead of time when you eat, you're like, Tanner, I'm about to eat some chips. About to eat some carrots. <laughs> yeah. Put your headphones on. And we share an office with two other people. Well, three other people, actually. And sometimes I just got to put headphones on <laughs> and blare some Zach Bryan to forget about it. They're not as considerate. Yeah. <laughs> I called someone out in our office the other day, and I was like, "That is, this is the loudest thing I've ever heard. You gotta, you gotta be quiet." Uh, Chris from Sebastopol, what sound drives you crazy? Rattling plastic or paper, any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend, you know, we'll go to a drive-through and make that she go unwrapping her sandwich, and she just seems like it just takes her forever to do it. <laughs> and I'm like, "Will you stop?" morning show in my life. Amber and Tanner. I listen all morning long. Froggy 92.9. Have you ever tried to bake something from a restaurant at home? Did it go as planned? What was the dish? Now, I'm no world-class chef like uh, Tanner over there, <laughs> uh, but I, I've been craving white queso dip. And if you don't know what that what I'm talking about, it's like white cheese dip that is served at Mexican restaurants in the South, where I'm from. And it's not a thing here. Because it's not really authentic. It's not a, it's not an authentic Mexican food dish, but it's so good. Have I've, you ever had it? I've never had authentic white queso dip, but I have had white queso dip that you said wasn't authentic. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. You're like, no, 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 no. This is not authentic. Well, I, I've, I don't know if it, it's not authentic in Mexican cuisine at all, but for some reason they serve it in Mexican restaurants in the South. And I was really craving it. It used to be a thing I would do on Friday nights. I'd go get my Mexican food and go rent a movie. And I I just, I don't necessarily have that out here. So I tried to make it at home and I just found some cheese in my fridge and some milk and butter and some spices. And I tried to melt it and whisk it all into a pot. And I was tasting it and I was tasting it. I was tasting it. I was like, it's not. It's not working. <laughs> then I tried to eat it, and it just... I ate some of it with chips, but it did not satisfy me, and then it ended up hurting my stomach. Ooh. 
and I was in bed by seven o'clock, just <laughs> folded over in stomach pain. I am so sorry you had that experience. It was that not a good stinks. experience. I mean, I, I, it just didn't work out for me. I'll get there maybe. Mm-hmm. I might have to call a Mexican restaurant from back home and be like, "How do you make the cheese stick?" <laughs> Give me all your ingredients. <laughs> uh, so, have you ever tried to do this, Tanner? Like, you went to a restaurant, you're like, "This is great. I'm gonna try to make it at home." Yeah, um, I tried to make Mongolian beef once and basically you get steak you get onions you get green onions as well and you get these like little crispy things that you can only buy in certain asian markets and so i got all that stuff and i don't know i I mean i cooked it as well as i could and i thought it was going to be amazing but i tasted it and i was like it's just not the same yeah i don't have that extra flair they probably wherever whatever restaurant you get it from they probably have a secret ingredient or a spice or something yeah it's a my favorite one santa rosa's goji restaurant in santa rosa and it's mm-hmm. just not the same i'm sorry <laughs> it never really is uh so we asked on instagram at froggy929 if you ever tried to make something from a restaurant at home and how did it go what was the dish Susie from Windsor said, fried chicken. I always struggle making it. Fried chicken's really hard mm-hmm. to make from home. It's very advanced. Marcus from Petaluma says, uh, in Florida at some beach bar slash restaurant, I ordered fish tacos. Best I ever had. Asked the bartender what spice they used on the fish. And one of the cooks came out with a bottle of the blackened seasoning. He says, dust the fish chunks with this stuff, fry it in butter and put it in a taco. I started eating it way more after the trip. Mm, that sounds good. That does sound good. I'm so hungry. <laughs> uh, Farrah from Sebastopol said, one Thanksgiving, I called a restaurant, asked to speak to the chef. When he answered, I asked how he made a certain side dish, and he laughed and then told me how to do it in basic steps, and it actually turned out great. Yeah. Good morning, guys. That memory foam bamboo sheet kind of feeling. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning, Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to call Jackson. Jackson is a huge 49ers fan, and, you know, the 49ers are getting ready for the NFC Championship game, and Barry Martindale's going to crush Jackson's dreams. Hello? Hi, is this Jackson? Yeah, sure is. Uh, Barry Martindale of Martindale & Johnson Attorney Services. I'm calling you because I understand you host parties for every 49er game. Uh, Yeah, that's... That's right. Yeah, I do. And I understand you're throwing another one this Sunday for the NFC Championship game? Uh, it's weird that you know that, whoever you are, but yeah. I'm calling on behalf of one of your neighbors, and your neighbor wants to shut down the party due to noise complaints. Really? Yeah. We got chanting, yelling, etc., and we are banning the festivities at your home, so you better find somewhere else to watch the game, you rowdy criminal. Wow, you're... Oh, so you... Whoever random dude on the phone is, uh, who's a, a lawyer or something, you're, you're you're banning it, are you? Is that right? Maybe you can go to one of your stupid friends' house. Okay. Um. Wow. Listen. Uh, why don't you let me know? Why don't you tell me who is uh, the the neighbor question, and I'll go have a talk with them. How about that? Maybe you can head to a bar. I don't. I don't care where you go, but what I do know is that you are not allowed at your home during the 49er game this weekend. And if we find you at your house, we're going to pursue a lawsuit, and you will be getting any fine that we can throw on you. You're gonna. You're hang on. You're gonna help some clown do a lawsuit on somebody in the neighborhood for having a party in their own private home. That's that's what you're doing today, Mister. Well, it's because of all the noise coming from your house, and honestly, my client's trying to enjoy a restful and peaceful Sunday, and they gotta hear you and your stupid friends screaming. 
Well, I think that kind of narrows it down to probably two possible neighbors. Um, tell you what, is this person who is trying to sue me for having a good time on a football Sunday? Is that uh, are they, are they a, a woman over the age of 65? You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the Morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. What? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Listen to Amber and Tanner in the Morning every weekday at 7.55 for The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. you celebrate getting a promotion at your job. I'm very proud of my partner and girlfriend, Cami. She got promoted to full-time at her job. Yeah, and she's now one of the top graphic designers at her company. And she came home, she told me the news, and of course I was excited for her. But she gave me a gift and opened the box, and it was an apron. She said, this means you're cooking every night of the week now. Where's the apron? You should have brought it in. I really should have. I want to see it. I'll bring it in tomorrow. (laughs) And uh, we have a rule in our house. Whoever's working later, the other person has to cook dinner. So now that person is me. No, that's not fair. (laughs) Right now it's five nights a week. You know, I'm on a journey to become a world-class chef, but I don't want to cook every single night. No, no one does. You're not for this? No one wants to cook every single night. It's tough. Yeah. My dad did it. Uh, I don't know how he did it. And my mom, too. Uh, I always had a home cooked meal every night. We had like a leftover night. Yeah. But Cole and I don't even do that. We're just like, uh, do you want to eat like a peanut butter sandwich <laughs> or something? Honestly, we're going to be probably eating a lot of takeout. We're probably going to be eating a lot of DoorDash because there's no way I want to cook every single night <laughs> of the week. But maybe I'm just being lazy. I don't she know. She wants a home cooked meal, Tanner. <laughs> uh, Amber, how did you or somebody you know celebrate a promotion for a job? Um, when Cole got his most recent promotion, I bought him like a nice bottle of champagne and we had dinner at home and I, I gave him, I wrote him a card and said congratulations and how proud I was of him. And, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, do something nice and it's just what I could think of at the time. I'm sure there's better ideas. You know what? I need to step up my game a little bit because I did nothing but complain that I'm going to have to cook on the radio. So I'm going to have to do something special, put a gift together after the show. Yeah, she finally did it. She warmed down. She's like, Woo! I'm not leaving until you uh, get me to work here every single day. <laughs> on our Froggy Facebook page, we're talking about how did you celebrate a promotion? And here's what she said. Tammy from Santa Rosa said, went for a nice dinner and appreciated that I still had a job. <laughs> Wendy from Santa Rosa said quietly, but at home, I was so excited. I had a drink in my hand and called my family. Yay. Uh, Will from Windsor says, when I got a promotion, I went and I got a new car. They're awesome. Amber and Tanner. No one better. Froggy 92.9. Hello. So when you're telling someone that you're going to call them back, do you actually call them back? And how long does it take you to call them back? My mama, I love her so much. But over the years, she has always said, let me call you back and never calls me back. So I'm on the phone with her yesterday and my grandma's calling. She's like, grandma's calling. I need to get off the phone with you and call her back. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fine. Go, go call grandma, but call me back because I, I have some stuff I want to talk to you about. And I knew she wasn't going to call me back. I just knew it. I was like, it doesn't bother me that she doesn't call me back. Yeah. It's just the fact that all these years, she always says it. Let me call you back. Mom, don't say it. (laughs) 
because I know you're not going to call me back. Yeah, and I imagine you're on the other line. You kind of just roll your eyes and the call, just knowing that you're not going to get a call I'm back. I'm not going to get one. Yeah. yeah. And I love her so much, but I, I don't, maybe it's just her way of getting off the phone. I, I don't know. But yesterday was a Christmas miracle. Yesterday, she called me back. Good job, Nikki. Yes. <laughs> Harriet Nicole called me back. You heard it here first on Amber and Tanner in the morning. <laughs> I kind of understand where she comes from, though, uh, because honestly, I'm really bad about calling people back. I'll say, hey, I'll call you at this time. My day gets a little too far ahead of me, and I just don't do it. And I don't call people back usually until the next day. The next day is the cutoff for me when you're okay. supposed to call somebody back. Do you mean... You don't call them back after 24 hours? Or, yeah. Okay. I'm saying like that's the maximum. Like call them back within the next 24 hours and I think you're good. Okay. Uh, well, we did ask about this on Facebook, facebook.com slash Amber and Tanner in the morning. When you say you're going to call some back, how soon should you call them back? Do you actually call them back? Bo from Georgia said, Southern moms. For my mom, it's all right. Well, it's uh, I'll let you go. What What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's their way of saying, I'll allow you to get off this phone call. I'll let you go. <laughs> Frank from Santa Rosa says, I think that 24 hours is the perfectly reasonable time frame to call someone back. I like what you're saying, Frank. Hillary from Katani says, I was taught to call after 9 a.m. and don't call after 9 p.m. I'll wait until the next day to call somebody back if it's after 9 p.m. Catching the Catching the with these guys. You just make my morning. You guys are my morning pickup. Amber and Tanner every morning. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. from Runner Park. Are you ready to compete against Amber in the Amber Showdown? I am so ready. This is one of my bucket list items that you guys were talking about Yay! yesterday. So I'm so excited. Awesome. Do so it. glad to hear. This is how it works. I'm going to ask you five rapid fire questions. Amber's going to be outside the studio so she can't hear them. Once you're done, we're going to bring Amber back in and see how the two of you score. Okay. And Tori, it sounds like you know how it works. You get a half a point bonus if you talk smack to Amber. I always thought about it, but I'm not going to talk smack because I just can't do it. And she's awesome. <laughs> no, you at least say you're going down. Okay. Uh, Amber, you're going to go down today. Yay! Yeah. Have a good bonus. <laughs> Amber is bolting out of the studio as we speak. Her record's 564 wins and 47 losses. She's on a seven-game winning streak. Tori from Runner Park, are you ready? I am. Question one. Jeremy Renner was trying to save his nephew when he was being crushed by a snowplow. What superhero does Jeremy Renner play in the Marvel Universe? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Green Lantern? That is incorrect. Mm. Question two. Little Big Town announced the dates of their 2023 tour. Finish the lyric for their hit song, Pontoon. On the pontoon, making waves and catching sun rays up to the... Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm so sorry. That's okay. No need to apologize. Question three. There will be more Neil Patrick Harris in How I Met Your Father. This is a spinoff of what show that stars Neil, Josh Radner, and Allison Hannigan? How I Met Your Mother. Correct. Question four. Tyler Hubbard says that he was stunned when Brian Kelly came to him and wanted to break up their band. What duo was Tyler and Brian in? Oh, gosh. 
Um, I don't know that one either. Question five. What does WWW stand for in a website browser? Oh, man. I don't know that one either. I'm sorry. That is totally okay. Going to bring Amber back in. Amber, including her half a point bonus, Tori from Runner Park got one and a half out of five today. Hi, Tori. How you feeling? Uh, I I think I was just in shock the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. All right, Tanner, let's let's get into these questions. Question one: Jeremy Renner was trying to save his nephew when he was crushed by a snowplow. What superhero does Jeremy Renner play in the Marvel universe? Um, Hawkeye. That is correct. Tori from Runner Park got that incorrect. The score is Amber's up one to zero. Question two: Little Big Town announced the dates of their 2023 tour. Can you finish the lyrics for their hit song "Pontoon"? On the pontoon, making waves and catching rays up on the. I don't know. I'll give you an X. Looking for the word roof. Huh? Catching rays uh, up on the roof. <laughs> See, it doesn't sound right. I don't think it's right. I think that's because I'm singing it. Uh, <laughs> I confirmed online that is correct. So, uh, Amber, you're still up one to zero from I believe you. Tori from Runner Park. Question three. There will be more Neil Patrick Harris in How I Met Your Father. This is a spinoff of what show that stars Neil, Josh Radner, and Allison Hannigan? Uh, how I Met Your Mother? That is correct. Tori from Runner Park also got that correct. Amber, you are now up two to one. Question four. Tyler Hubbard says that he was stunned when Brian Kelly came to him and wanted to break up their band. What duo was Tyler and Brian in? Oh, that's so sad. A Florida Georgia Line. That is correct. Tori got that incorrect. Amber, you're now up three to one. Here's question number five. What does WWW stand for in a website browser? World Wide Web? That is yes. correct, Amundo. <laughs> <laughs> the final score, Amber, you win uh, four to one and a half. Tori from Runner Park, we are so sorry. We were so excited that you jumped on the show with us today, but you unfortunately have to say the phrase. I'm not smarter than Amber. But you're still going to the Shoreline Amphitheater on July 9th to see Brantley Gilbert and Nickelback. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much. You're going to see Brantley Gilbert and Nickelback thanks to which morning show? With Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. I heard you moved out to South Carolina. Is there a reboot that is ever good or a spinoff that is ever good? I am disappointed by one spinoff slash reboot, and it's That 90s Show, which is a reboot, reboot of That 70s Show. And Amber, as someone who also loves That 70s Show, what, what does that feel like for you to hear that theme song in a different way? Uh, it's different. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not the original, so it's not attractive to me. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be kind. I haven't watched it. So you've watched some of the that 90s show? Can I just say, don't bother? Okay. I know that's cruel, and I know that's a little bit mean, but... Uh, but it's, you know how that 70s show is kind of cheesy and maybe it's a little nostalgic for you and I because we watched it growing up? Yes. It's still cheesy, that 90s show, but it just feels off. It feels a little bit forced and oh. weird. 
And, uh, you know, if you don't know about The 90s Show, it's on Netflix. Um, and it's back with almost the entire cast, some more involved than others. But it follows Eric and Donna's child Leia visiting Kitty and Red for the summer. And it's just, I don't know, it does, doesn't sit right with me at do you all. Remember, do you remember they tried to do this uh, in 2002 with that 80s show? I don't remember that. Maybe not. They tried to do this already. They tried to do a reboot of that 70s show with what? that 80s show. Yeah. It wasn't with the same cast or anything. Yeah. But it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of reboots and spinoffs don't work. Amber, is there a reboot or spinoff that you especially do not like or one that you do like? Yeah. One I can think of right now that's especially good is The Office. So it was originally uh, the there was a UK version of it. Yeah. And they rebooted it for the US. And it's like one of the greatest sitcoms and TV shows of all time. Completely agree. And yeah. honestly, I forget <laughs> about the original show, The Office, that was in the UK. And I don't think yeah. I've watched one episode of it. I mean, that's just a prime example. I'm sure there's a lot of other reboots that are good out there. If, uh, I don't know. If you have one, just give us a call. Amber and Tanner. Amber and Tanner. In between sips of coffee. Good morning. Good morning. I just love the show. Froggy 92.9.